So anybody who's listening, the one piece of advice I want to give to everybody listening is look about how you manage your relationships and what you're giving to the world to give back. And through that, I think that you'll find a lot of things start happening your way when we start looking at how we can be more service oriented and how we can help the person next to us, right? I'm not saying give up your last dollar to help the bum on the corner or begging for a change, right? But what resources do you have? What special superpower do you have? If, you know, you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, right? What special superpower do you have that you can share with the world or the people that you touch every day? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 37 of the Neuro Experience. I'm Louisa Nicola. I am your host. And today is Thursday interview day. And joining me from Austin, Texas, is the man himself, the senior coach of the Onnit Academy, Mr. Sam Pogue. Now, for those of you who don't know what Onnit is or the Onnit Academy, then I don't know where you've been. You must be hiding under a rock. But um, just to give you a brief insight, Onnit is perhaps best known for its groundbreaking, clinically validated supplement line. But they go deeper than that. So whether you're Um, one of the elite performers that they have on their pro team or just an everyday sort of hero looking to make the most out of your life, Onnit's pledge to you is to help you find the answers and the tools to reach your full potential. Now, Sam and I are going to be speaking to you about, and I'm going to be interviewing Sam all about sports, uh, high performance. Uh, We're going to look at fitness and what um, fitness looked like 20 years ago as opposed to what it looks like now and the future of high performance, especially from a mindset perspective. So listen up, listen all the way to the end because this guy is just full of content. He's full of energy and anybody out there who is listening to this and you're kind of making the shift between going from amateur athlete to pro, I highly suggest you listen up and take notes. Welcome to the Neuro Experience. I am your host, Louisa Nicola. I am a mathematician, former Australian triathlete and neuro performance coach. I am your brain coach. I know what it takes to succeed at the highest levels and I'm here to show you how to get from where you are to where you want to be. This show is designed to teach you scientific mental strategies that you can use and implement to get results fast. So expect to be fearless, take notes and take action. Let's get into it. So I am the director of strategic partnerships and one of the senior coaches for Onnit here in Austin, Texas. And so essentially what my role is, is is a lot of uh, partnership building or business development, being able to connect with other organizations and find unique ways for us to partner, cross-pollinate, and, and help each other's businesses grow. Uh, so, you know, through this, um, I guess a little bit of background about me is I'm originally from uh, the Pacific Northwest. I grew up in Washington State, moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, and went to college. And I was a business major. Like, I wasn't set up to be in the fitness space as a career, nor did I ever think I would find myself here uh, at all. But, you know, I finished college in 2008 when there weren't a whole lot of jobs in the, in the United States because uh, we were in a pretty big economic recession. And I uh, found myself working at a 24-hour fitness looking uh, for my next job, but it was just a, a means to an end. And uh, through that space, I ended up getting into powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, and strongman competitions. And from there, ended up uh, leaving for another opportunity and then coming back to uh, 24-hour fitness to become a trainer. 
and uh, spent you know three and a half years at, at 24 Hour Fitness as a personal trainer, and then moved to a private setting, uh, and then flash forward, I moved to Austin, Texas, to actually get out of the fitness industry, only to end up being the very first member at the Onnit Gym when it opened up in 2014. Oh and wow, you were one of the taking, first ones. I was the very first one. Oh. I signed up day one at 6 a.m. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I um, came down here and it was it was I was excited just to be a member of a gym and, and not, you know, be an employee at it or like um, that my role wasn't to be a trainer or a coach. I could just come in and focus on me. And, uh, you know, five months into that adventure, um, my now boss, John Wolf, who oversees all fitness at Onnit, um, you know, had enough conversations and it eventually turned into uh, creating a position for me to come on board of the Onnit team where I was running uh, the education system uh, that we have, and I was just managing the trainer community, helping them grow their training businesses, um, in, and then uh, you know community engagement, helping them uh, uh, feel feel more aware of what was going on, and, and uh, coordinate and understand uh, what they thought about it, what they could do better, how we could improve, etc. And uh, as that role started to evolve, uh, started moving more into uh, traveling and going to conferences for like the NSCA or various other sports performance uh, settings, and uh, eventually was able to, you know, through my partner and I, Sela, uh, were able to bring in some pretty big partnerships with companies like Exos, which is the leader in sports performance, uh, as well as uh, registered dietitians and uh, corporate wellness programs. They're they're a massive organization. Uh, and then, you know, bringing in partners like uh, Gold's Gym and, and uh, Equinox and, and various other uh, systems that we can that we can be a part of um, to to partner with. And then now uh, I find myself a little bit of everything. So I teach certifications for Onnit uh, Academy, which is our education system. Uh, I train some professional athletes. And then I, you know, I travel around a lot. I just came back from a 24-day road trip where I was in Phoenix, Pensacola, New York, Dallas, San Diego, L.A., Indianapolis, Nashville. Uh, in this you know, 24-day trip, I was in nine cities, changed time zones eight times, 11,000 miles covered. Um, it sounds and, like a uh, dream job. Just... <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? It sounds like a dream job. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, a lot of people wonder, you know, how I'm able to do that, obviously. And, and uh, you know, for me, like, I'm single. I I don't have a wife or a kid or a girlfriend, so it's it, it makes it easy for me to be on the road for a month, and I don't have to worry about what my repercussions were. Is if oh. I like you know if I had a child, that would be a much different different story for me to be able to do that kind of schedule. Yeah, but I guess um, I'm very blessed. You've seen so you've been in it for quite a while, so I guess you've seen a lot of trends. You know, a lot of trends come into the fitness industry, they leave, and when you got into it, that's when. Um, you know, it wasn't as big as what it is now. And I feel like now there's so many different things, you know, um, how to get fit. There's 12 week challenges. There's things online. I guess what's your, what's your main philosophy when it comes to fitness? My main philosophy when it comes to fitness, you know, I've been blessed to have a lot of various different stimuluses and, and experiences coming through my own personal practice. You know, my, uh, you know, I grew up playing sports, baseball and tennis. And then in college, I was on the rowing team. Uh, so I did crew, but I was never into like lifting weights. Like, I mean, I went in there and like did some bench press and, and 
just a little leg press and some curls here and there in college, but I wasn't like in the gym or anything by any means. Um, you know, I was more on the other end of that realm of, of, uh, probably the party schedule, um, than I was on the fitness schedule. And, uh, uh, you know, very blessed that I was able to come into fitness and learn about, you know, um, structured lifting and strength training and, and, uh, um, traditional lifting sense. Um, you know, and now on it's obviously very well known for our unconventional fitness. We do a lot of kettlebells, sandbags, steel clubs, steel maces, battle ropes, suspension rings, body weight stuff. And having that new stimulus in my life, uh, I feel very blessed to be able to, to learn that. But it's reshaped my lens of perspective as to as to how I see what's valuable in fitness. So my philosophy now is the best ability that I can give any particular client or athlete is availability. So if I'm training a professional baseball player, is he going to be a better pitcher because he can squat 500 pounds instead of 400 pounds? Mm. Maybe, but what is the opportunity cost to do so, right? Whether it's Grandma Betty or it's a professional baseball player, if he or she gets hurt deadlifting, which is a very great exercise, but now that exercise became invaluable, right? If Grandma Betty can't pick up her grandkids because she hurt her back deadlifting with you, now deadlifting is a, a non-beneficial exercise. If your baseball or football or whatever athlete you're training can't be on the field or the court where they make their money and because they got hurt deadlifting, that exercise became pointless, right? So all in all, we want to really focus on training successful movement patterns and skills and motor control over being able to teach them a bunch of sophisticated movements, right? So for instance, like the barbell snatch is an amazing amazing exercise for us to develop um, lower body power and upper body mobility and stability and, and not getting too into it, but it's, it's a total body and amazing exercise. And there's lots of science behind it to prove that it's a very successful exercise. However, there's a very steep learning curve that comes with it. And it's also, it can be challenging to learn, especially if you don't have that athlete for a long period of time to, to work with them on that technique. So, you know, for me, I've got to look at, well, if I've got this athlete for six weeks in the off season, do I want to spend that six weeks working on teaching him how to be a better barbell snatcher? Or do I want to work on helping him experience various stimulus and stress? So that way, when he experiences those positions on or off the field, the likelihood for injury is down. I can train that power output and, and the strength work through other, through other movement patterns rather than just using the barbell snatch, which although is a good movement, just may or may not be the best thing for that particular athlete given the time that we have. So when I want to look at my athletes I want to, or clients, I want to be able to give them the greatest return on investment of their time to their goals, right? Whether it's fat loss or strength or vertical jump or throwing a baseball or resiliency. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, you know, we need to start playing the longevity and performance game, not just the performance game. Mm. I think too many coaches get caught up in the, the sexiness of what they see on YouTube and Instagram. And we're really good about training horsepower. We're really good about training the output of what people can do. Right. But I think that it falls by the wayside that we're not necessarily training, you know, the starter and the brakes. And we need to focus on all three of those components to help successful uh, individuals, you know, perform on and off the court or in their everyday life. And do you, because of um, because of all the supplements that you have at on it, do you obviously include uh, a diet plan? And if so, does that include supplementation? 
I personally, that's not my realm of expertise. Uh, you know, we have a registered dietitian here on site at, on it, uh, Shannon, and she's one of the Exos RDs. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do have a cafe and we obviously are a supplement organization. It's just not, uh, I'm not setting up a specific plan for them because I, you know, technically I'm not allowed to, to prescribe my athlete to do anything. Now, with that being said, you know, I would emphasize for them on eating for uh, health over any particular thing uh, beyond that. So given the choice, right, if I could have you eat, eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or I can have you eat, you know, some broccoli and some chicken and some fruit and some rice, like I would probably skew them towards doing that given per their particular goals, right? But I don't, you know, when, when I was in the private sector of doing personal training, I definitely leaned towards uh, a more paleo style of eating adoption only for the mere sense of I wanted people to focus on the food quality, not just on the calories in versus calories out, which is super important, right? When it comes to weight loss or fat loss, that definitely, play, definitely plays a very strong role in success. However, you know, I also think that uh, empowering people to make better decisions and give them better habit-based decision-making is going to pay off in the long run. So sure, they might have eaten at a net uh, calorie uh, balance where they're eating the same amount as they burned, but they went from eating McDonald's and pizza to eating um, you know, eggs and uh, some vegetables in the morning and a salad for lunch and then a sweet potato, some grass-fed steak and, and some broccoli at night for dinner, right? So if I can flip-flop them and I can get them just to adopt having better habits than just focusing on, well, I only had 1,000 calories a day and it was in the form of a Twinkie, right? Then I, then I feel like I'm at least helping that person uh, for their internal goals as well, even beyond their, their physical uh, goals of maybe losing weight or getting bigger arms or having abs or whatever that may be. Wow, it's where I always say in Australia, we're probably around nine years behind the American market, which is why I'm always flying there um, and getting involved in the fitness industry over there. We've just got our our rate of movement here in Australia when it comes to, um, you know, our, I guess the equipment we use, the methodologies, we're still not at the same level as um, America, but we're always following. We're probably just, you know, five or six years away from what you guys are doing. But at Neuroathletics, we have a philosophy, and that is the mind is what the brain does. So, Sam, we believe that um, the future is in mental performance, especially when it comes to elite athleticism. And I believe that, you know, we're going to be, at, you know, there's going to be a time in our lives, probably, you know, probably five years away from it, six years away, where every single person will be waking up and training, if not, the, if the, they're not already doing it now, but training their mind as seriously as they would train their body. So do you have at on it, you know, do you have anything like this or do you, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so you know, on it's based on three different pillars, right? And so as an organizational goal, on its mission is to help others achieve total human optimization. Now, the great thing about that is it's going to mean something different for you than it does for me than it does for Grandma Betty. Mm. For Grandma Betty, it might just be that she can wake up on her own and stand up out of bed and be able to cook breakfast for herself and then play with her grandkids. But for myself, it might be so I can squat 500 pounds or for maybe my athlete, it might be so he can throw a 95 mile an hour fastball 
um, you know, a hundred times uh, over the course of 30 games, right? And then win the World Series, right? So uh, each person has a different goal of what optimization is. And so for on it as an organization, we've got it under three pillars that we really focus on. We have what we put into our bodies, the supplements and the foods and the nutrient and the intake that we do. Uh, and so we deliver that through things like Alpha Brain, which is our flagship product. It's a nootropic. It's a cognitive enhancer. So it's uh, essentially a brain vitamin, if you will. And so uh, we've sent that off to the Boston Center of Memory for three different placebo-controlled double-blind studies coming back proven to increase efficacy in memory focus and verbal recall. But then we also have like things like digestive enzymes and, and uh, immune boosters and anti-stress formulas. And But then we, you know, um, so we want to focus on earth-grown nutrients, things that you will recognize and, and really good quality things we can put into our bodies. Um, and so then we not only do supplements, but we do foods like hemp proteins and whey proteins and bars and uh, various other food products. Uh, and so that's what we put into our bodies. Well, then we want to look at what we do with our bodies. And we want to look at like... Uh, how we perform. So we not only have the unique fitness equipment that we that we bring to the market, like the clubs and the maces and the kettlebells, uh, sandbags, battle ropes, suspension rings, um, but in, in terms of how we perform with those tools as well. And so we have a fitness education system that wraps around those particular tools. And very similar to what I was saying earlier, you know, we are a longevity and performance-based education system. I don't care that you can squat 500 pounds if your body's hurt all the time right that's probably not a good sign mm. right we want to look at what's the maximum we can give you but also giving you the best thing that we can possibly do and that's you know a good quality of life so you know if you're a power lifter and you're trying to get the strongest squat possible then that's awesome and i really hope that you can achieve that but it's going to be really hard for you to get your best squat ever if you're hurt all the time right so we want to look at well, what's the most successful way that we can help uh, these athletes, whether they're strength athletes or not, uh, be able to stay healthy and on their own, um, and, uh, be able to deliver that through, uh, the fitness education. Uh, we, then we also have our spirit, our mindset, right? And so, uh, we actually acquired black swan yoga here in Austin, which is, uh, three different yoga studios here that we offer. Um, and that's our spiritual output, right? But with that being said, it's not just about going and doing downward dog and vinyasa flows. It's also about, you know, where where is our mind mindset at, right? And so we do a lot of collaborations with people like Wim Hof and, and the Art of Breath with Brian McKenzie's coming in this weekend. And we do um, meditation practices and various uh, different um, sound therapy uh, ceremonies and, and cacao ceremonies. So various different mindset pieces to help deliver a healthy mindset. Because as you know, and I'm sure the listeners know as well, that, you know, the mind is primary. Right? Yes. And, and I'm stealing it a line from Jim Jones, um, which is another fitness education system. But the mind is primary in that, you know, self-limiting beliefs are maybe the hardest thing for anybody to overcome. Yes. Right. We can we can uh, fight through physical pain and, and people let do sports uh, like, you know, physical output sports like football or CrossFit um, or MMA like, you know, pain is a is a badge of honor almost. And, and it's empowered and, and we can fight through physical pain because our bodies have been doing it for, for hundreds of thousands of years, mm. right? But our mental capacity, right, and the chemical balance in our brain, which is not my specialty by any means, but is an entirely different ballgame in helping people overcome these self-limiting beliefs as to uh, what they can or cannot accomplish, right? Mm. A telephobia is very, very real, 
right? And that's the, the fear of not being able to, to, to perform, right? And uh, so we want to help people, whether that's getting someone, you know, if it's our a CEO of a, of a tech firm who's very high strung and we can get them to take, gosh, even if we got them to take 20 conscious breaths and yes. help bring them down for just a second, right, before they went back to their meetings, right, then that's a win, mm. right? If we can get our athlete to slow down, visualize what they could potentially be doing, visualize success, visualizing winning, right? Then that's something that we can win. And we want to help empower any particular person through various different educations that there are options out there to help be successful. And a big thing for us is that we're very non-dogmatic, right? It's not about saying that we have an education system and if it's not us, then you're wrong. But rather, good information shouldn't displace good information, Right. I don't need to sit over here and say that whatever you guys are doing is stupid because more often than not, it's only I only have those feelings because I fear what I don't understand. Right. And I'm trying to keep my guard up because I would hate the feeling of being wrong. Right. And and we would feel ashamed for being wrong because that means we've wronged other people. So that feeling of letdown, you know, or, or scarcity uh, is actually usually comes out of a good place, right? It's usually because like, oh my gosh, I told this person they should be doing this, but now I just heard this. So it's easier for them to to hate on it or push it away than it is for them to oh accept that maybe there's something else out there. There's there's more good information out there than just what they previously adopted as a value to to their own understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we you know we we do try to play in that space in terms of what can we do to deliver. Um, you know, valuable mindset training. And maybe that's just through meditation. Maybe it's through yoga. Maybe it's through a breathwork session. Maybe it's through sitting in an ice bath uh, for four minutes with Wim Hof, whatever that may be. Um, And so, you know, we're very fortunate here on it that, um, you know, total human optimization is very widespread and it doesn't necessarily have any rules as to what that means. So with that being said, it allows us to connect with a lot of different professionals out there to really get the best of the best information so that way we can learn the best because at the end of the day, not many people are reinventing the wheel, Mm. right? So more or less, it's like, well, if I can learn from all these different people, then I can pull a good nugget from you and I can pull a good nugget from him and I can pull a good nugget from her. And now, wow, I just had three really amazing educators, right? Tell me the same information three different ways. So now I have 20 different ways that I can help my own clients or myself kind of going forward. It's, I loved how you said that you don't believe, you know, you're the one-stop shop and if somebody else can help them, you'll direct, you know, the athlete that way. I love that because this one thing I don't um, really buy into is that whole, you know, one, one program fits all. And especially when it comes to mental performance, you really need to know the person, you need to know you know, their past, how their brain operates, what their what their belief system is, and then cultivate a mental performance program around them and around their goal. So I really love how you said that. It's about really getting, you know, the getting to know the individual and what their barriers are and how we can break through those barriers via a mental performance, I guess, technique, whether that be meditation, whether that be breath work, visualization, um, with the, you know, clear goal of getting them to their to their ultimate result. So I love that. Yeah. And 
you know, when you were talking about Alpha Brain, um, there's been so many people that have um, that have brought things out now. Whether it's you know, I know Alpha Brain um, was the first one, and now I'm seeing so many different kinds of Alpha Brain. And I always, whenever my clients ask me things like that, I always refer back to that, or or I always refer back to um, Bulletproof, and they've got a great line of supplements there. Dave Asprey's done a really good, really good job in producing some great um, supplements for the brain as well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess what are your what are your thoughts on the future of mental performance? Have you got any insights there? It's funny to see. You know, this was mental performance is something that's relatively new and is just now coming into a space where it's accepted as a means to help physical or or even emotional performance. Whether you're a knowledge worker sitting at a desk every day on Excel, or you're a performance athlete on the field or the gridiron or the court. Uh, and having to perform a specific task, but we're just now at a point where we're recognizing that where we're at inside of our own psyche, our own mental health space, plays a large role into what we perform on and off the field. And so, you know, even for a lot of athletes, there seems to be, there can be a disconnect, right? They might have all the talent in the world, but they they have such strong beliefs that they're going to fail or such fear of failing Right, that they never let themselves really succeed, right? Mm. Or maybe you have someone who doesn't have near as much talent, but gosh, they've got so much confidence in themselves, they're going to carry themselves like they're the best freaking thing that ever walked the earth, mm. right? And so that mindset, I think, we're starting to see take a role inside of these inside of these um, these team sports. And and uh, you know, and I, you and I have had this conversation before. A couple of my good friends are are the mental skills coordinator and director for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, we have been in touch, by the way. We've been in touch. Yeah. Fantastic guys. Yeah. Darnell and John. Yes. Yeah. As soon as we we got the phone, I sent him your website and I was like, Hey, just check her out. And, and, uh, (laughs) you know, they're really great. Right. And so they, they work with the athletes and like, um, you know, maybe a guy's going through a rough patch on, uh, hitting. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, obviously Chicago is a baseball team or the Cubs are a baseball team. And so rather than just going through and, and these guys are already professional athletes. They've already shown that they can be one of the best hitters in the world. And then they're like, all they do is go back and reinvigorate or reinforce maybe poorer or worse habits because all they're doing is going at this um, adjustment with not the right mindset, right? And maybe it wasn't their mind. Maybe it wasn't their bodies at all. Maybe it was something in their heads that it was off. Or maybe it was something in the vestibular system that was off. And so – it's really cool to get to know John and, and Darnell and, and how, you know, they're using meditation or float therapy or breath to really help these athletes. Because when you're paid $50 million, $30 million to play a sport, right, and to perform on the field, it might seem like an easy thing. It's like, oh, it's a kid's game. Of course, you throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. But when you got $30 million on the line, there's a whole different expectation for what you're supposed to be able to do. And that can be very stressful, mm. right? And you see a lot of athletes who fizzle out when they get their big contracts because they that pressure, right? You got to face the scrutiny that comes with that kind of exposure, right? Okay. Just like you having a podcast or you being an athlete, when you start putting yourself out there, you open yourself up to the good and the bad, right? For every person that loves your show and loves your energy and loves your message, you got one person over there sitting there talking shit about what you're doing and how it's wrong, right? Mm. And so when you amplify that by a whole city that thinks that they'd have ownership over who you are as a human, right? And every time you make a bad pitch or you have a bad day, 
right? No one knows that maybe uh, your grandmother passed away and then you're still out there pitching, right? And, you know, that's why maybe your head's not in the right space to be able to perform for your team, right? But the city's unrelentless about, well, we're paying him $30 million, like our ticket sales, right, go towards his salary. So why is he not performing? What else do they do every day, right, except practice? But the mindset is such an important role in terms of how we succeed as human beings day to day, right, managing the relationships with our friends and family, but also how we perform on the field. So, you know, I'm now just now getting into more of like a meditation practice and float therapy and, and really trying to understand how I can downregulate myself to help my recovery, right? And so uh, in the day and age where we're go, 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 and we're as connected as we ever have been, right? It's also draining on us, right? Your last video you put up about your three morning habits, yes. right? Just draining the dopamine that you have first thing in the morning by looking at your phone and just seeing all the likes and the follows and the comments, right? That can drain you, right? Yes. And that's not necessarily maybe the first thing in the morning that you should do. And maybe that's why you're so groggy first thing in the morning. And maybe that's why you're reaching for the 17th cup of coffee that you've had for the day, as opposed to getting up, maybe adding a little movement, maybe doing a few big conscious breaths, whatever your morning routine or whatever that looks like for yourself, um, having a better relationship as to who you are and what you're trying to put out there uh, is just as much about our mental performance as you know throwing a baseball or shooting a three-pointer. Mm, I, I absolutely agree with you. And having a succinct morning routine and having a night routine is key. And I always believe that the mind comes first, the brain comes first. It's the powerhouse of the body. So if we can get that underway, I think everything else will come into fruition. And we've just got to get the message out there and, and allow people to understand that first. And then I think we'll have a movement. Um, so a lot of the people listening to this, Sam, just as we wrap up, are, you know, whether they're athletes or they're not, what is the one piece of advice? I ask this question to all of my guests at the end of the show. What's the mm -hmm. one piece of advice that you could give somebody today um, that could dramatically change their performance? Whether they, you know, whether they come to you and say, I want to increase my human potential today, what's the one thing I can do? Well, <laughs> I think that, yeah, no, it's big because there's just so many things that you can go with. Um, you know, I think the one thing that we can all focus on is being a better citizen of humanity. And that's just, and that's so open-ended. And I'm going to say it this way, that, you know, when, when I look back at my life personally, do I want to look back and say that I took a lot of shots at the bar and I went out and did a lot of crazy things or that I'm well-read, I'm well-traveled and I have a lot of amazing people in my life. So from a mindset thing, I want to look at how I think that my self-worth and who I am as a man is directly reflected based on the people that I surround myself with and those who choose to surround themselves with me. And so as a, a skill set, I want to look at what can I do to serve others through the resources that I have available to me. Now, if that's for me as a skill or performance coach, that I want to be able to deliver that for my athletes or my clients. If that's a mental skills coach, Right. I want to deliver that through being able to uh, help others maybe meditate or find their own morning or evening routines. Right. But being a citizen of humanity is going to allow us. Right. Because it's a service, a service attitude. Right. Not going into it like what can I get out of every deal. Right. But what can I do to help someone else? And you'll be shocked as to what sort of things the universe starts handing to you when you focus on how you can serve those around you mm. and what that's going to bring you. 
Um, I just finished this, uh, the five love languages. Uh, oh, I book. love that and, book. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really great book. Uh, and I really appreciate it. And, and not that I'm in some marriage or long-term relationship, uh, but I read it for like, how do I manage my own relationships? So, you know, for me, I express my love with quality time and I also receive love with quality time. And I found that so interesting to understand, well, if I can understand those around me, it's going to make our relationship so much more successful. And as as homo sapiens, as humans, what, right? most of us, even if we don't like being around people, even if we're super introverted, we still need camaraderie. We still need that tribal mindset or that lifestyle, right? We're not nomadic creatures that can, I mean, we can, we live on our own, but we still thrive to have others be around us. We thrive on being loved. So I feel that the best gift that I can give anybody Right, whether it's telling them to take a supplement or go do this exercise, uh, or even do a meditation or a breathwork practice, which I think are all really great things, I want to empower the people. I want to empower the listeners to take a different approach to how they manage their relationships and what the goals are when they come when they come into those new people. And, and I pride myself on being a very good networker and someone that really, um, you know, ha- is blessed to have a really great Rolodex of amazing professionals and, and friends all around me. And that stems from, because it's not about what I can extrapolate from you uh, or this podcast or your Instagram following. It's not about that at all. It's what can I do to serve you and your mission? Because through that, and you and I may never do business together. We may never have a financial relationship ever, Mm. right? But that doesn't disvalidate the relationship that we have, nor is it going to detour any potential opportunities that we have together. So anybody who's listening, the one piece of advice I want to give to everybody listening is look about how you manage your relationships and what you're giving to the world to give back. And through that, I think that you'll find a lot of things start happening your way when we start looking at how we can be more service oriented and how we can help the person next to us, right? I'm not saying give up your last dollar to help the bum on the corner or begging for a change, Right. But what resources do you have? What special superpower do you have? If, you know, you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. What special superpower do you have that you can share with the world or the people that you touch every day and uh, have a better relationship with those around you? And in turn, if you're happier on the outside with the people that's around you, you'll probably start having a better relationship with yourself. Oh. Sam, I love that. Thank you so much. That's been, um, this whole episode has been absolute fire. Thank you so much for the content. Where can everybody find more information about you and about Onnit and, you know, more so about what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find uh, any information that you want it about Onnit at N-N-I-T. Dot com. You'll be able to find the clinical trials we run on our supplements, to all of our products, to our fitness equipment, education, uh, and anything that we have going on. Uh, you can find me on uh, my website, fitnessbreakroom.com, uh, as well as the, the podcast that we put out. And then you can find me on Instagram at spogue86. And uh, those are probably the two easiest medians to find me and, and get in contact and, and learn more about what we got going on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the Neuro Experience podcast.